0: when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such people to worship him amen let us pray father we praise you every sunday every day Father, I say every Sunday because we're in this church house, but Father, your church house is us walking throughout this community, and we praise you every day. And uh, We thank you for the victories of this church. Um, We thank you for the hearts that you've changed and grabbed a hold of, mine included. Um, Father, we praise you for confirmation that continues to pour in that you're working through this church. We thank you for that. We ask that they see you and only you. Father, I realize this church, they've they've done an amazing job. We've done an amazing job as a team. But, Father, the only reason why is because we just listen to what you ask us to do, and we're just obedient. So, Father, I am asking that people only see you. They don't see the faces of this church, Father. They see you. If they do see us, they see you through us. Father, we praise you again for just the victories of our youth uh, Father, the trip they took yesterday, uh, that camaraderie that came with that. Uh, Father, even in the heat, it seems like they came together. And Father, I just ask that you continue to grow our youth, grow our children each and every day. Father, Bojo mentioned um, we are lacking uh, with servers for our children. Father, I ask that if there's anybody in this room that has that gift, Father, and you've given it to them. I ask that they step up, but Father, only if it's you that's sending them to us. Uh, We don't want any pride back there with our children, Father. We want it to be completely led by you. Today, you've given me a message. Father, this sermon is something that I've been looking forward to for months. Um, I praise you for giving me what it is that you want me to preach. And Father, I ask that you get me out of the way. Father, and that it's you that comes through. So in this moment, Father, I'm asking that you anoint me from the top of my head, to the bottom of my feet, that you take all my distractions, my pride, my selfishness, my lack of confidence. Father, take that away and replace it today with your love, your knowledge, your wisdom, your boldness. Father, your breath. I claim these things in your name, Father. Help us to love, laugh, and forgive. Amen. All right. I have to point this out for y'all that are visitors. I always cry. It's normal don't worry about it. I'm not crazy. It's just what I do. What is true worship? Unfortunately, true worship is not what we are seeing in a lot of churches today. It's not. True worship is when you put everything aside in your life and you praise God for all the victories, but also all the defeats that humble you. Amen. True worship is when we fully submit to God's presence. True worship is when you lay yourself down at the throne of God and you don't care what you look like. and You don't care who's watching. Amen. Amen? I can show you what true worship is with a few pictures, but first I want to show you guys what true worship is not. Smoke and light. Oh, there's some more. Hmm. Man, that's even cooler, you know what I'm saying? Like it's got stuff going everywhere. It's like lasers, right? Now I want to show you guys what true worship is. Go ahead, Nick. Before I go any further, I'm not hating on churches that have the money to do all those cool things, okay? Okay. But I'm going to tell you this, it becomes a problem when people focus on that and they're not focusing on this. That's a problem. I refuse for that to happen at this church. I refuse for that to happen. You can ask Dustin, we were talking about lights, you know, about a year ago, and I was like, just keep them, you know, just something normal, you know what I'm saying? The last thing we want to do is let lights and smoke and, and loud music and all these kinds of things become a distraction from what you're really here to do. And that's to connect with God. Now, again, I'm not hating on my brother and sister churches. I'm not hating on them. Uh, Trust me, one day we may be able to do some cool things like that. But it will be limited because the last thing, again, I want is a distraction from what you're supposed to be doing. And another thing is, is it's not all about music. It's not about just sitting in this church with a bunch of people. Guys, you can worship in your car all by yourself. When you're sitting in this chair and we go into worship, That's between you and God. It's not between anybody else. You can worship at your house in the dang shower. Ask Bojo. He talks about it all the time. It's weird. I don't get it. True worship, guys, is when you break. It's when you break. The problem is we have too many Christians that refuse to break. The number one reason why I believe Christians hold themselves back from breaking is because they're worried about how it will look and what, either, what other people will think. Guys, I've said it up here a hundred times, don't be a people pleaser, be a God pleaser. But Micah, that's just not me. That's not how I worship. Really? You don't worship like that. You ever been to a football game? Dak must not have thrown an interception right here. (laughs) I want you to look at these crazy people. You got people jumping up and down, giving thumbs up, acting crazy. You got people laughing, okay? When's the last time you did that in church? Amen. (laughs) I mean, listen, I'm guilty of this, y'all. You you go to me with a cowboy game, it's going to get rowdy. But I'll be honest with you, I I get rowdy in worship. We'll sit there and go crazy when they score a touchdown, but we won't go crazy when God grabs somebody's heart, brings them down to this altar, and their life has changed. You ever been to a concert? That's Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift concert. What's wrong with these people? no it was Taylor Swift concert I guess Justin that's just she loves Justin too I guess (laughs) guys these these girls they're they're crying maybe it is Justin Bieber she got JB on her dang cheek right there I swear I googled Taylor Swift concert pictures. I promise I did y'all they're crying they're crying My oldest kiddo went to a Taylor Swift concert a couple months ago and she told me, she said, Dad, you couldn't even hear her sing the first song because people were screaming so loud. You'll do that for an artist. And don't get me wrong, God's given her an amazing gift. We should should praise that. There's nothing wrong with that. We should praise the gifts that he's given other people, but the problem is, is I don't see many people doing this in church. When the worship team gets up here and sings their heart out, and you see them pouring out in worship. You see tears coming down their eyes. You won't do this, but you see some Justin Bieber walking out. And this is how you react. The other thing is you'll spend thousands of dollars to go to these events. Thousands. You come here and worship for free. And you can also worship somebody that's not going to let you down. Amen? Amen. But Micah, again, it's just not me. Guys, I need you to understand, worship is not you. It's the Holy Spirit coming out of you. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. I used to, uh, y'all heard me, some of y'all heard me talk about this before. I, <laughs> she gets it. Um, when I, about five, six years ago... One of my mentors, Bruce Powers, um, I was doing a devotional one night at a Christian warrior meeting, and uh, I was, I was, it was bad. Um, I struggled through it. I, I wanted to cry, but I held it back. Can y'all believe that? It's, <laughs> as soon as it was uh, over, so forth, I felt like, you know, I, I butchered it. And, you know, you always know you butcher it when nobody gives you any confirmation tells you you did a good job. So I'm just letting y'all know, if I struggle up here preaching, still come tell me a good job, okay? <laughs> the next day, I go to my office. We open at 10 o'clock. Bruce pulls up, walks in. Bruce was always really good about, hey, is Micah busy? He didn't even ask a question to anybody. He walked straight back to my office, sat down in my chair, and he looked me right in the eye, and he said, stop it. I said, stop what? Quenching the Holy Spirit. I said, Bruce, I don't want to cry in front of everybody. I'm worried about what I'm going to look like. He told me, he said, Mike, I promise you, if you'll let him out, only good will follow. That man is batting a 1,000 on that comment he gave me. So I'll stand up here and look like a fool, but as long as he's getting all the knowledge, I mean, all the acknowledgement, that's all that matters to me. That's part of worship. So many people worry about what they look like, right? Especially you ladies. You know, you like, you know, with Micah, you know, I ugly cry, you know, or something like that. Or, you know, or Micah, you know, I'm scared somebody might take a picture. Or Micah, my makeup may smear. Listen, you've got 364 other days that you can worry about how you look. Seriously. It doesn't matter. You need to break. Your moment of worship is between you and God alone. Again, I'm going to repeat that, and no one else matters. Instead of us judging others when they worship, this, is, this really always gets me. Man, you see how dumb they look over there or whatever. First of all, if I ever hear somebody say something about somebody worshiping this church like this, I'm going to stick Bojo on you. <laughs> okay? Because Bojo, you know, he's the, he's the bad cop. I'm the good cop. But guys, this is what I think when when I see that, and this should be your thought process, man, I wish I had that kind of connection with the Father. You know, man, when I see people walk up here and lay it down at this altar, I sit back here and I watch. And I watch them. just, they don't care. They break. And they give it all to Him. And I think, I'm so glad to know that that person, I can count on that person. Because they're willing to break for Christ. They're willing to put it all out there. They don't care what they look like. They have a connection with our Father. Again, I promise you, all I don't judge. In, in fact, I, tell, I actually love to see people break. It's one of my favorite things to watch. It's confirmation God's moving, Right? I'm literally, I'm a worship stalker, guys. I really am. (laughs) I sit back here. Y'all think I'm kidding. I'm gonna tell you what I do. I literally I sit back here. Some of y'all see me because y'all catch eyes with me, and then you like put your head down. Like I'm gonna (laughs) like I'm gonna come out there and make you pray in front of everybody or something. I don't know. But I literally sit over here in this corner and I will look out and I'm watching who has that connection, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because that's who I want leadership of this church. That's who I want leadership. I want somebody that has that connection. Now, y'all don't get me wrong. There's different ways of worship. I'm not saying you got to hoop and holler and carry on. In fact, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes it's very fake in some churches. It's very scripted. It needs to be raw. It needs to be real. But what I am saying is this. There's certain ways to worship. And mine is not to scream and holler and dance and all that. But mine is I'll break down. I'll start crying. I'll raise my hands. I'll put my hands out. I always do this because I feel him. I'm not saying you got to act stupid, okay? But I'll watch you guys, and it's a beautiful thing to watch. Worship is contagious. It's contagious. Sometimes God may be pulling you to worship a little bit and raise your hands, and maybe it's because he knows somebody else needs to see that, so they'll raise their hands. That's a big reason why here at Christian Warriors Church we love to have our older kids in here during worship. We want our older kids to see you parents worship. I need y'all to understand, parents, when your kid's standing next to you during worship time, that's a great teaching opportunity. And you ain't got to say a word. Just praise him. I want you to think about it. I mean, some of y'all right now, I know that are sitting in this room, You know, you're thinking, well, Micah, this is weird because the church I went to, we didn't do that. My parents never did anything like that. I've never seen my parents break or cry or raise their hands or anything like that. Shame on them. Just being honest, shame on them. Because I promise you, it was in there. They quenched the Holy Spirit. Our kids need to see the example that we set in here at worship time. They need to see that. And again, we do that here at the church. But guys, again, you worship at your own. You kids need to see that. Here's something else cool about worship. Did you know that worship is the number one thing we have in common with what's going on in heaven? Amen. My man Bill. Bill gave me that. I'm going to give you credit right there. He gave me that quote. See, most of time I don't give people credit when they give me a quote. I just act like I came up with it. But Bill gave me that one. Let's look at Revelation 7 11. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders, the four living beings, and they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshiped God. This is going on right now in heaven, guys. It's 24-7 worship, 24-7 worship. This is what we're going to be doing when we get to heaven. We'll be worshiping God the whole time. The whole time. So you might as well start practicing now so you don't look stupid when you get up there. (laughs) Yes. In fact, I feel as your pastor, it's my job to teach you guys how to worship. um, Because I don't want y'all going up there making me look bad. You know, I'm a little concerned. I'm going to get up there. Jesus is going to come up to me and he's going to be like, I'm going to see this group of people over there. and They ain't doing nothing. He's going to be like, that's your church. Like, why didn't you teach them how to worship? I'm serious. I don't want y'all to make me look bad. So I'm going to stress worship a whole lot more than I have been. I, I really picture that in my mind. You know, but the thing is, guys, here's the, <laughs> you don't want to look stupid. Okay, so, so Friday night, uh, he was telling you, Blake and, and Courtney got married, and, uh, you know, I'm minding my own business. Some of y'all laughing, y'all already know. I think you had something to do with it, Bryce. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm standing over, minding my own business. Next thing I know, the DJ comes on. He says, where's the pastor? I pointed at Bojo. I'm like, he's right here. (laughs) They said, (laughs) he said, pastor, your store manager, Dylan, who I think might have had something to do with it too, said he was given his two weeks notice if you didn't come out here and dance to the wobble. (laughs) I didn't know what the wobble was. They made me go out there and dance, y'all. No, it was terrible. So what I'm getting at? <laughs> no. I've always said if somebody sees me dancing, it's it's usually one of two things. Either I've had too much to drink, and I'm a pastor now, so that doesn't happen, okay? Or the Holy Spirit's taking over. Unfortunately, as I was walking out of the dance, floor, I'm like, Holy Spirit, take over! Holy Spirit, take over! <laughs> Guys, I look like a fool. Don't look like me when you get up there to heaven, okay? That's all I'm asking. Learn the wobble when you get up there. Make sure you know it (laughs) so Jesus won't be mad at me when I get there. All kidding aside, guys, I want God to look down on Christian Warriors Church, and I want him to say they get it. They get it. They know how to worship. You know, I'm standing up here kidding (laughs) because I can't help but do it. But I'm not going to lie to y'all. That this, this is a lot that's put on myself in leadership. You know, our job is to teach this church. And part of that is worship. And I can't wait. Well, I can because I need to be here as long as I can. But I can't wait to see my father one day when I get there. And he looks at me and he says, y'all got it. You, the church got it. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I take that serious. Let me tell you something else you may not know about worship. Worship is a weapon. Now we're going to start talking some spiritual warfare. I need you to understand when Satan attacks your life, guys, he's trying to take your mind away from worshiping God. Plain and simple, that's what he's doing. He wants to get you so discouraged that you feel like you can't worship. That's what he wants. Christian warriors, you need to understand that Satan knows worship better than we do. The Bible tells us that before Satan was thrown out of heaven, he was basically the worship leader. Right? Am I right, Bill? Beautiful voice. He was basically the worship leader. He knows what worship excuse me, he knows that worship is one of the strongest weapons we have in our Christian arsenal. You see, worship is not just something we do, guys. Worship is a weapon. Let's go look at Psalm 68, one. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate him flee before him. This verse tells me two things. When God arises, Satan flees. How do you get God to arise in your life? You worship Him, it's a weapon. It's a massive weapon when it comes to spiritual warfare. We'll go off script. Who in here got attacked by Satan this week? If you ain't raising your hand, you're lying. Or you didn't go anywhere, okay? When depression hits, when anxiety hits, when an illness hits, when a financial burden slaps you in the face, it's time to worship. You've got a choice. You can stay down, be depressed, or you can start worshiping. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard. It's very hard. Hard to worship when everything's going wrong in your life. But the thing is, is if you look for it, I promise you there's something to worship for. There's always something there. That's why it's great to have a church that loves you. Because when all else fails, you can always worship him for the church you're going to. I'm not just talking about this one. When I say church, we're talking about all churches. Amen? When you've got a group of people that love you and that will encourage you and that will back you up, that's something to worship. If you've got a family and your kids are healthy and your wife is healthy or your husband's healthy and you've got a roof over your head, that's something to worship. I don't care what your bank account says. You're living, you're breathing, and your family is too. Guys, there's nothing Satan hates more than to see you worship the one true God who threw him out of heaven. So again, he tries to distract you. The problem is with Christians today, myself included, we just talked about that, is we get so distracted with the little problems that we forget to, that we serve a big God. Get distracted with the little stuff, we forget how big he actually is. The solution to our problems is not looking into the problems, it's looking to our God. He is the solution. He is the problem solver. But here's what it is, guys. We have a small picture of how big our God actually is. Small picture. We don't see the big picture of our God. I can remember in 2009, um, the new Cowboy Stadium opened. And uh, we went to go watch a game. It was the first time I had gone there. And I remember pulling, getting into Arlington, and I see the stadium out in the distance, right? And I'm looking, and I'm like, it ain't that big. Jerry Jones, Tom, he spent all his money, but this big old stadium, it ain't that big. Get closer. Eh, It's a little big. You get up to it, it's big. The problem is we're here on Earth. God seems so far away. So he looks small. But the thing is is you can invite him next to you at any point in time. And that's through worship. And when he's standing right next to you during worship, you see how big our God is. Quit looking at him from a distance. The more you worship, the closer he gets. We are all POWs. But there's two choices of the type of POW that you can be. You can either fall to the attacks of Satan and be a prisoner of war, or you can stand and fight and be a person of worship. The choice is yours, guys. I want to go to Acts 16:25 through 26. Right here, guys, Paul and Silas, they were in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, they could, they're sitting in prison. They could be, you know, down. They could, they could, uh, they, they, they could get depressed and anxious and all these kinds of things. They could do all that, but I'm going to show you what they did. Pull that up for me, Nick. Most of y'all know this story, but for those of you that don't, you're going to learn it. about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. They're worshiping y'all they're in jail they're in jail they're in chains and they're worshiping get you some of that next time you sitting there and you know your car breaks down like i was mad this week car broke down again oh pearl is struggling i ain't gonna lie to y'all she's struggling you know the next time you sitting there and and you know i don't know you know something simple you know somebody says something about you on social media okay really Like, the next time you think, think about Paul and Silas, guys. They're in prison, and they're still worshiping. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. I told you at the beginning, worship is infectious. It's infectious. And the cool part about it is, they were being obedient, and they worshiped. And guess what it did? It set every prisoner free. Every one of them. Y'all need to think about that when you're sitting in this church during worship time. And you feel you're struggling, start worshiping. Because the thing is, it's infectious, it's a domino effect, and the next thing you know, the person sitting next to you, they're breaking. The next one's breaking, the next one's breaking. The next thing you know, all chains have been broken off of all the prisoners. It's our job to lead that way, Christian warriors. It's our job. How many of you are bound in chains today? Don't show hands. You ain't got to give me that. (laughs) I feel like I got to pray all day long if I see all them hands go up. (laughs) All kidding aside, guys, how many of you are bound in chains? How many of you are struggling right now? How many of you had to literally pick yourself up and get yourself to church today? Because you didn't want to go anywhere. You're down, you're depressed, things are going wrong in your life. Major struggles. I'm not downplaying your struggles, guys. I'm not, trust me. I'm talking to myself too, okay? Your struggles are that big to a big God. It's nothing to him. If you're struggling today, if you're bound in chains, let him break the chains today. Just go to him. He got the chain cutter. You know what I'm saying? Guys, we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to close this out. This was something God put on my heart yesterday as I was preparing for this sermon. But for the next five minutes, I want complete silence. This is a moment for you To connect with God with no distractions. No hick preacher up here talking. No worship team. No Bojo talking about Christian words at the bar. This is y'all's moment. We're going to do this for five minutes. I want dead silence. And here's the thing, guys. Just sit at your chair. Pray. Worship. Connect with him. We've got too many distractions in life, and it's a shame that I have to come in here and do this so we don't have these distractions. Talking to myself, too. I hadn't had five minutes of silence in a long time. I had the opportunity, but I didn't take it. That's the problem, guys. God gives you that opportunity. We don't take it, we like to stay busy. It's the American dream. Every head bowed, eyes closed. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to have a five minute moment of silence. Father, we praise you. Father, I don't come to you enough as I should. When I struggle, I'm not coming to you the way that I should. Father, I just ask in this moment that the people in this room can feel the same conviction that I do. Father, I just ask that the Holy Spirit Grab a hold of each and every heart in this room. Father, we invite you in this room. I invite you in here every Sunday. Father, I'm, I'm begging you that these people feel your presence. Father, I'm asking that you take all distractions away from us so we can feel you. Father, I ask that you grab a hold of the fathers, the mothers that are leading their households. Father, put it on their hearts that if they're not coming to you and worship the way they should, they need to understand they're setting the wrong example for the future of their family future of our country father most importantly the future of your church so god right now i just lift everybody up to you i ask that your presence be known help us to love laugh and forgive amen